Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, today I'm here with Kidnap Kid. Hey. <laughs> So you were born in Sheffield, or? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, were your parents born there as well? No, they were they were both in the UK, but all over. Um, my dad in like the Lake District, and my mum in Cambridge, I think. But they, yeah. they they moved all over and ended up in Sheffield, and I, I grew up there. What brought them to Sheffield? Actually, it was um, so. There's great countryside near uh, just outside of Sheffield and my dad's was really into rock climbing when he oh, was my wow. age yeah Damn. and there's a place called Stanage Edge just outside of Sheffield which is like this huge cliff face that's one yeah. of the best spots for rock climbing oh in, in that's the UK. so nice so uh, that, that's what he, he really wanted to live near there and then yeah. ended up settling and having kids and are you also like really adventurous then um not as much as he was he was a bit of a um yeah, he was. He was. He did some crazy, crazy adventurous stuff Damn. when he was. And I've kind of. I really like that sort of thing, climbing. Yeah. And I'm quite a, like. I did a lot of exercise, but I don't quite have the the courage he had. I think. Like, <laughs> he, he did some crazy things that I definitely don't want to do. Yeah. What did he do, like career-wise, then? Um, something completely unrelated. Yeah. He does like, um, uh, like consultancy type stuff and it was like no it was never to do with like the yeah yeah outdoor world but that was just his passion how about your mom then um she's done all sorts she um she, yeah she's amazing she, uh, she's she ran a like a complementary medicine center like alternative oh, medicines in sheffield yeah. like she was a homeopath and like had oste osteopathy and acupuncture yeah. and all that sort of stuff there um so she did that and then she um, now is working at a university in London near me. She's uh, got a job. Yeah. yeah, got a job there as like a senior lecturer. So, yeah. yeah Do you have that side of you as well, like into that sort of thing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like because I was raised with it. Like you, uh, <laughs> you, you can't not really. That's the family yeah. line. So you yeah, got to stick to it. But I was I was raised on all alternative medicines. So like at, at my core, I'm, yeah. I'm inwardly a massive hippie. But I just yeah don't don't show it. <laughs> How would you describe yourself like growing up? That's a, good, that's a great question. Um, I had a pretty carefree childhood, I'd say. I'd, like, yeah. I'd, it was like very, very happy time for me. Yeah, just like running around in the woods, Damn. climbing trees, building tree houses. Yeah. yeah, having a fairly wild time, and then, and then, uh, and then at about fourteen, fifteen, discovered dance music and jungle, and yeah. then that that very like characterised the next phase in my mm -hmm. life and. From then onwards, my childhood was just devoted to Damn. like digesting as much yeah. dance music as I could, basically. Yeah. What kind of music did your parents play when you were growing up? Um, just like classic dad stuff, I think. Like uh, Beatles was like the main one that was always yeah. on, and then like REM and um, Santana. He used to play a band called Yes, like a prog rock band. Yeah. They were the first band he took me to see. So. Yeah, kind of like rocky stuff. But your parents are do instruments as well, right? Like guitar. Uh, my mom is a, is an amazingly talented yeah. musician. She's like grade eight at multiple things, and um, she's yeah, she's really impressive. My dad plays a little bit, but not as much. He's quite a good guitarist. Yeah. Did they push you? Did they make you do an instrument at a young age? Um, it was heavily encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were, I think they really wanted to kind of. Um, just yeah they really encourage creativity wow. we, we had a rule in my house which at the time I was really unhappy about yeah. but looking back it's kind of made me 
given me the what I have now, which yeah. was if I wanted to use any screen, like if I wanted to watch TV yeah. or go on a computer for an hour, yeah. before I had before I could do that, I had to do an hour of something creative. So I had to like earn my oh, wow. earn my TV time. So yeah. it would have to be like learning poetry or practicing an instrument or and like anything, writing a yeah. story. It was like so they were like I had to do that before I could turn yeah. the TV on. So it was like they ran a kind of creative boot camp basically yeah I, it, I, I, I'm gonna take that and apply that to my kids I think because it, it that's cool it, it's kind of giving me a creative edge so yeah yeah what kind of subjects were you into back then actually probably my favorite was maths I really liked maths yeah? at school yeah um, and yeah I, I never really did like much music at school that was always just a hobby for me and what else other subjects did I like yeah I, I quite like the sciences and maths that sort of thing mm -hmm. yeah did your parents push you academically? Not really. I mean, they, they wanted me to do as well as I could with everything and like encouraged me to go to university, but it was never like, they didn't have any academic aspirations. Uh, aspirations sorry. They just wanted yeah. like, they were like super, super supportive of me being like, I want to do music and like yeah. you know, indulging my creativity. They were like, this is as good as I could have asked for in, in yeah. helping me kind of. Yeah, do that. How did you find like a music initially? Did you have like music friends in high school? Um, yeah, I, I like played in bands in like yeah. in like um, used to do, like battle the bands at school. Oh wow! Yeah, I played, like, do you remember your first band name? Oh, oh my god! There's been there was a few. I actually can't remember the first <laughs> one. It's got to be this. I promise I'm not just like pretending I can't remember. It, it's <laughs> embarrassing. There was some embarrassing. Ones. Is it online? Probably. Maybe. Like... Well, quite recently I got tagged in. An, um, like a, a, po a picture on Facebook that my yeah. friend had uploaded and it was like the school magazine with a photo of oh us we were in like year eight so I would have been 13 or something and I think I'm there with a bass guitar like yeah, yeah we look like we look, I was about this big yeah um, how do you describe that music that you were playing in bands uh it was all quite rocky stuff um well I've listened to things like Rage Against the Machine and mm -hmm. those sort of bands at that age so it was was us trying to kind of imitate that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, was that type of sound more common in Sheffield? Um, I guess so. I mean, it, 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 like it really varied from. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I suppose it's quite a like a. There's been some like famous rock bands that have come out of there, like Def Leppard and Pulp, and mm. more recently Arctic Monkeys. So it does have that 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 music built into the city a little bit. Um, but you know, it varied from friendship group to friendship group. I yeah. guess. But that was what I was listening to. How did you first get more into the electronic stuff? Um, it all began really with my brother giving me a, a CD with some drum and bass on. Um, that was the first time I'd heard oh, wow. any any anything electronic that connected with me, and um, and like and then within a week it was like my whole that was no going yeah. back. I was just obsessed with. I was just I think it just caught me at the right age. Yeah. So it's like 15, 14, got all that energy. <laughs> I was just like I fell in love and. Uh, the next thing I was just doing was buying as many records as I could and learning to DJ and trying to write it and it was just yeah I've been on a war path ever since then basically for wow. like 10 years. <laughs> you also did a lot of like was it like raves or something you went to a lot of parties? Yeah that was yeah the later half of my teens were very much focused on doing yeah. that there was there'd be like parties and in, in the in like the woods around Sheffield that they'd yeah. throw at the weekends and get to know the people who run them and end up helping out with all the sound systems and end up going end up DJing the parties yeah. and that was kind of something we did for a few years a lot and that, that really kind of 
I know it's it's exciting because yeah. it was there's like the transgressive aspect as tied in with the music. It was like, are oh, the police gonna come and shut us down? No. And you're when you're yeah. 17, that's so that adds such an exciting element <laughs> element to to like to loving yeah. the music as well. It's like you know. Uh, breaking the rules so uh so yeah that, that was a really fun time was there one called like valve that you went to yeah that, that was that was um what like they used to do that i think pretty much every year at this venue called the octagon in sheffield valve sound system it's run by a man called dillinger who was one of my early heroes um and it's just a crazy sound system when they used to get great lineups and, but yeah yeah i still i still got some hearing damage from those i oh, think they were no so way. loud yeah yeah <laughs> But you like did a didn't you like cycle like so far to get to these like it made a like you spent so much of your like effort to like go to these raves. And yeah, they'd always be kind of out of the way, and you'd um, yeah. I remember like I'd borrow my mum's bike because she had panniers on the back, so I yeah. could fit all my records in. And, uh, and like you'd cycle ten miles with like a bags full of records, play the parties, sun would come up, and then cycle home. And uh, you, I, I mean, I really look back on the, the yeah. like those times with such I don't know, I like. They were really my formative years, and yeah. I, like, I don't know, they were, they were so cool. How do you think that whole phase, like, made you the person that you are now? Um, I kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like, looking back, that I've paid my, that, like, dance music dues in a way, because, <laughs> like, I don't know, the, it outwardly looks kind of like a very, like, amazing life, the life, mm -hmm. like, of a, you know, a DJ 2017 traveling the world, and it, and it absolutely is, I love it. But I, I kind of feel like I have this, but I also spent six years cycling 10 miles to play yeah. a party for free or for like for two beers. And then, you know, yeah. I like doing it just because you, I absolutely loved, that's what I wanted to do. And uh, and so I kind of, I kind of, I'm happy to have that in my back pocket as being like, you, you know, made I, it. I, I, yeah, I, you yeah, put like, so much effort I, into I it. I really worked for this. Yeah. And like, I believe I, this is what I wanted to do. And now, and now I can kind of, a little more comfortable in my successes and be like great I, yeah. I, I, I did it <laughs> yeah how about like towards the end of high school you were still like academic because you studied like crime and stuff in college right yeah I did uh, politics and crime at university I got to the end of school I was 18 and I was writing music but it was like no way near good enough to start anything and I just needed more time so just like I'm gonna go to university and basically yeah. stall for three years so I just did something that seemed interesting and it was it was a cool course I liked it um but I mean, really, I'd do that and then I'd, I'd rush home at the end of the day and I'd just be in, in the evening just writing music. Damn. So it was just it was just buying myself three yeah. years to, to get everything, get like practice my craft and all that. So you would have gone to university yourself if, even if your parents didn't need you to go? Oh, yeah. I mean, they like they, they were they were encouraging, but like yeah. I could have just not at all. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to do it. It's like part of the reason was a way to like, I loved growing up in Sheffield, but at 18, you kind of want to re not rebel a little bit but you want something new and yeah. to, something fresh and uh it was it was a really easy way to just get to a new city and leeds where i went had a, like a really thriving music scene oh, at the time yeah. um so it was basically just a vehicle to get out and you know get life moving and uh yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it still what about crime and politics that you really like um yeah i mean i don't know it's, it's it was an interesting interesting topic like one, I, I did come away from it like I'm quite politically engaged but I came away from it mm -hmm. feeling like okay I don't ever want to work in politics basically um. like it, I really enjoyed studying it but I definitely learned that it was not the world for me it was like 
you know, it, it's, it's, it's a tough world. So I, I did I did like it, but I was, I was, three years was enough, definitely. Were you already into like politics stuff in high school? Did you do like debate team or? I once or twice went to the debating club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't keep up, man. They had some sharper people there. Then, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I used to enjoy no. watching it. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I was I was into it a little bit, but I was definitely less engaged than I yeah. became after studying it because. Uh, yeah, that, that definitely turned, like, got me more interested in the whole thing. How about the crime part? Did you have, like, did you know people who were studying that, like, made you interested to study it? It's kind of like a random... It is, major, yeah. Right? No, not, no, I didn't really know, um, I'm not sure how I ended up doing it, to be honest. I think I just, like, looked down the list of stuff you can <laughs> you do. You picked one, yeah, oh my like, god. I think, well, I think really in the back of my head, I was like, really, I know I'm just going to be, like, trying to write music this whole time, yeah. so... I, I like I didn't like I chose it with a career in mind where I like oh, this, oh I should do this it's just like how can I occupy three years with something that's going to be interesting while I and I just kind of looked down this I was like no I don't want to do that I don't want to do that oh that looks kind of yeah. fun and it was it was great so did you think of studying music uh, yeah it crossed my mind but um I don't know I kind of wanted to I, I'm actually really glad I didn't I mean mm -hmm. it's good to obviously have musical lessons but I don't know you kind of end up having to work on aspects of music that you might not like be interested in and I wanted to kind of keep my all my musical energy to be like fresh for writing my own stuff it's like you know if you're doing it all day working yeah. on projects that you're not too bothered about and then you might not have the energy to to do it um, I don't know there's different routes but yeah I just I just thought I would leave it how about like when you were still in college how far into your music career were you were you like playing a lot of shows like getting your name out already um I was I would like try and play local shows mm. but just like as the DJ but like not not really based on my productions, yeah. but just through like DJing skills, I guess. I was just starting to put music out in the last year of university, um, so it, th there really wasn't much overlap. Yeah. Like I played like my first handful of international shows in the last month of, of university, oh, basically. Wow. It was like that was just very much the beginning, and the, pretty much the month I left, I put out like my first EP that kind of got that's got yeah. out and got some recognition. So it was basically the whole time at uni was just prepping and like writing lots of music and kind of just get, you know getting yeah. as good as I could and then so it kind of as soon as that stopped and the other one started. Actually how did you even decide to like hold up on putting music? Do you have like high standards that you wanted to be at a certain level before you even put anything out? Not um not really I mean looking back I would like to say that that was the case because it would make <laughs> me sound like I, <laughs> I was I was better than I was, but I was just so keen to get stuff out. But I guess a good barrier is you have to have record labels to release it, and they're only going to release it once it's like of a certain standard. So. Oh, was it like before the whole SoundCloud phase? Oh yeah, I mean I'd throw bits and pieces oh. up on SoundCloud, but to kind of like get it out on like yeah. official distributors and all that, you need like the label endorsement. So it was only kind of once I was making music that they were interested in is where you yeah. can really get it out and about. I, I would put things on SoundCloud before, and I'd get like as part of the whole SoundCloud scene and you yeah. get like, people liking you that way but you were ne never really going to get like a load of gigs off that sort of thing it was yeah mm -hmm. a... did you have like a mentor earlier on or did you even have like people guiding you music friends um I mean less like a mentor more just like a crew there was like yeah. you know hang around with people who were doing similar stuff to me all the friends I lived with at uni were all like we're all producing electronic oh, stuff wow. as well are they so... still doing it now or uh yeah bits and pieces here oh, and wow. there yeah, yeah. not like not so much full-time um but so we were that was like the basis of our, the friendship group was we were all interested in that um mm -hmm. and there was this one guy mike bishop i don't know if you're out there mike <laughs> i've not seen him in years but hello oh, uh, oh. i i still i still I, I owe him quite a lot man he was the first Damn. one of the first people who 
he was a bit older than me and he was running a record label and he kind of took me under his wing and kind wow. of believed in me and so he was like the first kind of yeah. mentor type I had and then there was another guy called Ollie who who ran like Butter Records co-ran um, and he was kind of a second big mentor for me he told me to move down to London and like put me on his sofa and was oh, like wow. you know just write music we need you here yeah. and, and um, yeah he, he was another person that encouraged me a lot so I've had a few people over the years that have been really helpful How would you say you got like your first kind of big break out there like did you send a lot of stuff to blogs or how did you even get your name out initially i actually never sent anything to anyone i'm, I'm like i'm one, one of the skills <laughs> or like blog wise sorry i'd yeah. send it to record labels um, oh okay one of the skills i am completely lacking in is self-promotion i just i'm mm -hmm. really bad at it um the whole thing kicked off because um just kind of out the blue this track it all began with this track called veil basically mm -hmm. um that just still bizarrely to me like um got itunes electronic track of the year in 2012 yeah and, yeah. and like and before then i had like no following whatsoever and Damn, all so they just found you out of the blue because I, I remember like reading about yeah that award I have no idea i still don't know like i just look you must have just fallen into our laps Damn. and liked it it was kind of unique i guess there was like it wasn't it, it was a bit of a standout track even for me then so like that was the point at which it was like all of a sudden people had heard about what I was what was doing and kind of started building some fans there. Um, so yeah, that was kind of how it yeah. all began. How do you think your music has changed since those first tracks that you put out in college? I look back on those on those first pieces with like a lot of fondness because they were written in complete naivety in a way. In that mm -hmm. like I did I was just I hadn't spent years like thinking about it I didn't wasn't writing it for anyone like because no one's listening it's, yeah. it's, I, I found it to be a very different experience writing now with the kind of knowing that pe some people are going to hear it and yeah. like there's certain expectations or like a standard you have to upkeep but writing those in a kind of complete free way was just I was just writing them because they excited me and um and so it, it's, it's changed a little bit since then I think it's all become a lot more considered may, maybe to a fault um I think I'm like over sensitive with certain yeah. elements of it and maybe less free but also I do think I've, I've become more developed mm -hmm. like as a producer and as a writer and you know I've had years and years to sit at a piano and and and, and try and get good at it basically so it, it's changed in many ways some some for better some for worse do you feel you're like less able to be vulnerable with the music you make well I mean I, I really really try to maintain that kind of vulnerability yeah. and like not um and not kind of hide that that aspect of it because I think that's important and that's what the emotional connection is in in any music. But it's 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 definitely something that has been challenging over the years, like working to maintain that and not just making safe stuff that you think, oh, people will think this will be cool. Kind of yeah. like trying to break new ground constantly and like yeah. put yourself on the line a little bit. I, I find that unless I'm incredibly nervous about putting a piece of music out it's going to be bad like mm, you, you have to yeah. be terrified because that's like you're stepping somewhere new artistically then or creatively for mm -hmm. you and so without that like yeah. fear it, you, I don't think it's a good you know, mm -hmm. interesting piece of art so. after you graduated college did you were you able to already do music full-time or was it yeah I mean completely I was completely broke but yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like lived on did my, you have like jobs or? No, I I seen I just never I've never had a job, which has been kind of nice. Um, like, I, never, I mean, like, I washed pots and that yeah. sort of stuff. Did it had a paper ad, but like yeah. I never did the job in between. Um, yeah. But but I was completely broke. I was I lived in my on the floor of my friend's kitchen in London when I first moved down there with no money. 
God. playing whatever gigs I could get and like writing and writing yeah. and writing and it's been a steady ha ha happily upwards yeah. trajectory since then and but yeah I kind of I managed to just to do it just fresh out of yeah. uni and yeah other than the iTunes thing, was there like a turning point where you're like, whoa, this is actually a career, like I got my own place, stuff like that? No, it's been so gradual. It's like, yeah. there was no, there's never been like, you know, there's, there's the occasional like marks that I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, oh damn, I, I got to play this festival. This was something I used to just like mm -hmm. sit and dream of. So you get those moments of like, wow, yeah. this is cool. But there was, there, there hasn't been like a huge specific moment for me really. It's just been chipping away over the years. And, yeah. yeah. How do you think you've, changed personally since when you started <laughs> um, oh damn oh, that's a, that a difficult one I like I like to think not too much um, mm -hmm. I guess the main thing is I've grown up it's like mm -hmm. I, was, I was 20 really you're putting on putting the first pieces out and I'm 26 now so it's kind of a you know think things yeah whole career the whole music thing aside you're gonna change as a person throughout that whole time yeah. and mature a little bit um, but I, I, I don't know it's, it's one I'll have to ask people around me, I guess. But I don't think I like to think I'm not changed too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like you're one of the first like people who put out a, like a lot of music on SoundCloud. How do you think like that that whole thing has changed for you? Yeah, or, like, in general, the scene in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I was quite lucky to coincide with that whole SoundCloud scene, and it was just yeah. there was such like a like vibrant thing going on at that time, where it's just there was so much cool stuff like music being put up every week, and it was it was cool to be a part of that at the beginning. Um, I mean, it's, it's on its knees now, so like, who mm -hmm. knows? That whole kind of community is a bit, pretty much died, but yeah. you know, things have a shelf life and they have to move on. And uh, yeah, I mean, everything's a lot more regulated now with doing it through Spotify, which, yeah. which is gonna kill some creative, I don't know, it's less, less free basically. Um, yeah. So it, it's changed in that way. That was a negative, but the positive is I actually get some money from people listening to the mm -hmm. music because yeah. SoundCloud, you know, wouldn't pay you a penny. I think yeah. they were meant to, but they never did. Whereas I actually get streaming royalties from Spotify. Yeah. Not enough, but it's mm -hmm. better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> do you think SoundCloud's like a bubble? Where do you ever, because I feel like I talked to some producer and I feel like SoundCloud is like a bubble and it's like hard to break out of being like a SoundCloud artist soundcloud producer right yeah um that's interesting yeah maybe um i did i just, to be honest i did actually consciously shift away i was like mm -hmm. right i'm just gonna focus on my stuff on like spotify and like get every get everyone listening over there yeah I, i've never really thought about that to be honest I, I didn't experience that difficulty personally so i've not i've not considered how that would be but yeah i can see you could get trapped in that world a little bit last question what do you want to be remembered for Oh, damn. It's not too douchey, but like, <laughs> kind of fearless in putting yourself out there creative, quite creatively. Like, mm -hmm. I want to be remembered as being fearless. Yeah, I guess about being honest in putting myself on the line creatively and being like, this music really does portray who I am as a person and I'm not writing it because I like, I want to like, write cool stuff and have, you know, I want to like, see that people, I recorded parts of myself in, in the music and like, when people listen to it, they, they know who I am and, so yeah. kind of be fearless in that way and just put your yourself on the line personally and creatively and be like, this is who I am, yeah. love it or leave it, that sort of thing, rather yeah. than like write a track because I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. Um, so, so kind true. of a vague ambition, I guess, but that's what, I'd like, that's what I'm trying yeah. to achieve out of this whole thing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, okay, cool. thank you so much. No, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.